Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, December 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Federal Reserve announced a much more aggressive approach to inflation yesterday, but investors are placing bets that inflation will be sticking around for a bit. Plus, we have a wild tale of garbage bags jammed with cash and bank tellers trying to get the attention of the authorities. Staff noticed that the banknotes would at times carry like a prominent musty smell, as if they'd been kind of stored underneath the floorboards rather than being used generally for business use. But this week, in a rare move, one of Britain's biggest banks was convicted of breaching money laundering laws. We'll tell you more about it. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The Federal Reserve expects to raise interest rates three times in the coming year, and they plan five more rate increases in the following two years. The U.S. Central Bank announced this more aggressive approach to controlling inflation yesterday at the end of a two-day policy meeting. The Fed also plans to double the pace at which it tapers its massive bond-buying program. That means this pandemic stimulus measure will end several months earlier than expected. Investors seemed pretty happy with the Fed's announcement, though. The big U.S. stock indices all ended the day higher. Despite the Fed's tougher approach to inflation, investors are still betting that prices will still keep going up. And so they're pouring money into assets linked to inflation. Some of them, like treasury bonds that are indexed to inflation, are being bought as a hedge against inflation. And then some, like investments in energy and real estate funds, are being bought to profit off of rising inflation. That's our U.S. Capital Markets correspondent, Kate Duguid. Energy-related funds or real estate investment trusts are popular during normal times, but higher energy costs drive inflation up and so are closely correlated. And then REITs benefit from rising rents, which move higher with inflation as well. So those are two specific assets that really benefit, really benefit from inflation. Okay, so Kate, investors are bracing for inflation, but the Fed just said yesterday that inflation you know, won't be around forever. It's going to get better in 2022. And the central bank is, is planning to raise interest rates several times over the next few years. Uh, how are investors going to adapt to this changing landscape? So I think that people do see inflation cooling off next year, but we still have a couple months until the Fed, the BOE, actually raise interest rates. There's a lot of quantitative easing to be wrapped up before then. So there's still time for um, inflation to continue running hot before there's a real, um, like an actual policy intervention. And when that policy intervention happens, what then? What, what do, where do they go from there? I think that's a great question. Um, With regards to tips, tips protect you from big surges or big drops in inflation. Um, And so it's likely that investors who are looking for a volatile inflationary environment next year will continue to stay in tips. But investors who have piled into, let's say, um, real estate investment trusts, into energy-related stocks and, and, and funds may move back into funds that are exposed to the broader stock market. Kate Duguid is the FT's U.S. Capital Markets correspondent. So if someone were to walk into a bank with a garbage bag filled with cash, or filled with anything really, you'd think that someone would call the police, or at least, you know, flag a manager. But for years, 
a gold dealer in England would show up regularly to branches of the big British bank NatWest with big black trash bags stuffed with cash. And nothing happened. Finally this week, NatWest was hit with a criminal conviction and more than 250 million pounds in fines. The FT's law courts correspondent Jane Croft has been covering this story. Hi, Jane. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing well. So, Jane, uh, how unusual is this conviction? It's actually very unusual. It's the first time the financial regulator, the Financial Conduct Authority, has used anti-money laundering laws to bring a criminal conviction against a bank for breaching money laundering uh, regulations. Normally, these sorts of cases, if they, you know, anti-money laundering cases are normally dealt with via a regulatory route. So the regulators fine them or publish a statement or that sort of thing. It's incredibly rare for the regulator to use the criminal courts to, to prosecute a bank. Now, I want to ask you more about that. But first, I have some questions about this particular case. Um, you know, it involves people walking through a shopping mall with trash bags. Um, what was this gold dealer doing and who was laundering the money? Well, I mean, there's a basically ongoing uh, investigation and uh, two trials next year. Um, basically, the incident you refer to was at the Walsall branch, which is in the West Midlands, where people were walking through the shopping mall to the bank branch, which is in the middle of the shopping mall, with bin liners full of cash. And, you know, the bank branch was so overwhelmed with the cash, they'd have to transfer the banknotes to the stronger Hessian sacks because the bin liners kept breaking. And such was the volume of the cash that it filled the bank's two floor-to-ceiling safes. And even then, the cash was so much that it had to then be stored outside the safe behind the kind of bank grills. But basically, a lot of the details of the operation, as I say, are still unknown given these kind of ongoing investigation. So we don't yet know who was laundering the money or, or what the gold dealer's role in it was? No. Okay. So do we know what bank workers were thinking or, or doing about this? Was it just business as usual? Well, I mean, th- basically, it, it came out in the court that lots of staff in branches and in cash centres did report suspicions to colleagues, but ultimately kind of no appropriate action was ever taken. So in total, like 11 internal alerts were raised and the bank's own automated anti-money laundering system was triggered like 10 times between November 2013 and June 2016. Um, and so there were lots of red flags. I mean, in one centre in the northeast. Staff noticed that the banknotes would at times carry like a prominent musty smell, as if they'd been kind of stored underneath the floorboards rather than being used generally for business use. And these staff were also troubled by the unusual high volumes of Scottish banknotes in England, which, you know, miles from the sort of Scottish border. So, I mean, they did alert the National Crime Agency, who was investigating the use of Scottish banknotes in England, but ultimately no suspicious alert was raised. Now, what finally triggered the investigation or, I guess, the involvement of of legal authorities? What happened was the West Yorkshire police alerted the bank that they were investigating this Yorkshire gold dealer. That's kind of what triggered the whole process. Now, you mentioned earlier in the conversation that this conviction is very unusual. Why are authorities cracking down now? There is a concern, I think, that there's not enough um, being done about anti-money laundering. London, particularly, is seen as a kind of centre for dirty money from various 
places in the world. So I think, you know, that there's a sort of concern that not enough is being done. So it sounds like the FCA are absolutely making this a top priority to crack down on this sort of tide of dirty money, really. Thanks, Jane. Jane Croft is the FT's law courts correspondent. Before we go, British retailer Marks & Spencer is getting into the holiday spirit. And that means taking a rival to court, this time for allegedly copying its prized Christmas gin liqueur. Marks & Spencer says the German retailer Aldi is selling gin liqueurs that are way too similar to its light-up gin, which comes in a bell-shaped bottle that's illuminated from the bottom and has edible little gold flakes that look like snow. And Aldi's liqueur is six pounds cheaper. Aldi wouldn't respond to a request for comment. This is the latest intellectual property standoff between the two retailers. Earlier this year, M&S went after Aldi for allegedly copying its classic Colin the Caterpillar chocolate cakes. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.